Hello and welcome to Postgres FM, a weekly show about all things PostgreSQL. I am Michael, founder of PG Mustard, and this is my co-host Nikolai, founder of Postgres AI. Hey Nikolai, what are we talking about today? Hi Michael, uh, I guess today we again are going to react to feedback or requests. We saw on Reddit a very good request asking us to discuss how to become DBA if you're currently in a different area and you want to shift to this field. So let's let's discuss this. Yeah, absolutely. It was really nicely worded, wasn't it? It was around both what are the expectations maybe for a junior DBA and also what would their responsibilities typically be. And I think this is going to vary quite a lot depending on the type of organization. And we can go into that uh, for sure. But equally, there doesn't seem to be a ton of good materials out there on this. So I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it. So, yeah, should we start with should we start with what? Maybe the what is DBA? Already, I guess, but right? Yeah, what do Data, we mean by DBA? Database administrator. I guess over the last decade, this term changed its its meaning a lot, right? And it's many many factors here. Originally, DBA was like sysadmin style person who should be invisible. If work is done well, it should be like nobody knows. DBA is there because it's like people learn about they exist only in the case of some incidents, troubles, and so on. But in cloud era, some of work almost disappeared because if you use the managed version of Postgres as Cloud SQL on GCP or RDS on AWS, of course, you don't need to be an expert in backups and replication at all. Moreover, yesterday, I remember yesterday on, on Twitter, we discussed once again that dumps are not backups, and I... I I have belief that RDS ha- plays a big role and other managed Postgres services. They play a big role in teaching bad things because people don't realize what backups are. I mean, junior people, junior engineers. And they also want at the same time to sometimes to have backups in hand, but you cannot take backup from RDS. So you still use a dump, but probably this is a different topic, right? Yeah. Dumps versus normal backups. But anyway, like some some functions of DBA vanished because they were replaced by managed ser- service. Others appeared like knowledge about how to manage cloud resources and, and so on. Somehow reacting to this, some organizations started to introduce new terminology like DBRRE. Also reacting to SRE concept. Yeah. So we're talking or, about site site reliability engineers, database reliability right. engineers, which is a term, the, the latter of those is a term I've only started hearing more recently. But I think that that factors into where these tasks are done in an organization and not necessarily what title they have. So in, in the past, uh, you well, actually, even nowadays in a small organization, there's a really good chance you don't have a, any person with DBA in their name. You might not even have an SRE by title. If you've only got a team of four, probably the founder handles it or one of the engineers takes the lead on that. So I guess if we start with tasks, you've already mentioned backups, but I think there's a, there's like a few more that used to typically live within the DBA role and still exist, but maybe get split. Uh, in different roles these days but we've got uh, in, when I was at Redgate we always had different tools kind of dedicated to different uh, roles and we always thought of our monitoring tool as predominantly mm-hmm. a DBA tool uh, we had backup tools and they were predominantly a DBA tool and we had a few others as well right it, yeah well yeah so rec- replication and major upgrades I'd also mm-hmm. consider were typically 
part of the DBA role, maybe maybe not so much anymore, but again, with managed services handling some of that. But monitoring, I know we've already discussed it in depth just recently, but that does... Yeah, we, we, we should say that those who just joined us a week ago, we discussed Postgres monitoring, and, and I think it's it was quite a successful episode, so please check it out. But uh, 100%, like, uh, monitoring uh, is still on the plate, uh, and it's very relevant uh, skill that BA should have. But you're missing a big chunk of, or maybe just not mention it yet, Tuning, performance tuning, and uh, query, yep. query analysis, query optimization, right? Yes. So sometimes that, so once an organization is is large enough, sometimes that gets put into a different team than the than the engineering team, and that that is often called the database team or the DBA team or some something like that. But I've also seen that work taken on 100% by a development team. So I have seen I have seen some of that. I guess I guess they're doing DBA tasks at that point. Is that what you're saying? Well, when we discuss these things, we see that some things already went to managed services if you use them, but others, actually all of them, when I just name them, I immediately distinguish two areas, infrastructure DBA and application DBA. I yeah. very li- I like it a lot. I like this classification. It's very good. I've never seen it in a job advert. But the first time I ever heard the phrase application DBA was reading a Haki Benita blog post. Same. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. where. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So either, yeah, well, kudos to him. Great blogs. If you haven't checked them out, I'll link them up in the show notes. But yeah, that feels like a really good distinction. And maybe what we're saying is that in the world of having managed services, there is less need for some of those infrastructure DBA tasks, but just as much need for the application DBA tasks. Right. Exactly. And uh, I, I guess if we talk about junior DBA and how to start, uh, the first question is which database system and which of these two areas you think most about, like infrastructure area. People, teams still manage Postgres themselves a lot. Like RDS is not like 100% of cases, right? So infrastructure DBA or application DBA? This is the main question to start because uh, different skill sets are needed. Yeah, that's a good point. So if you're thinking of going... There is overlapping, of course, right? There is overlapping. Yeah. Well, and at smaller organizations, you might need to do both, even in that kind of junior type role. I've, I've definitely seen some people fall into the role. Like they've one of our early customers described themselves as a... A pretend DBA. They were, you know, they were just the person in the, they didn't even step forward for the role when it was asked. They just were the one person that didn't step back when they were picking the person that was going to, you know, look after it. But I guess if we talk about larger organizations, it's a bit easier because you can have these specialist teams or areas. And maybe if you can find a role in one of those where you can learn from the other application DBAs or the other infrastructure DBAs, then you've got a smaller set of responsibilities that you you need to learn about and you can maybe get skilled at before either learning the others or specializing deeper. Right. Well, in, in large organizations, I think the need in application DBS is usually bigger than in infrastructure DBS. And also speak, thinking about structure, infrastructure team probably is like some big department and if, if they exist and they can work only with managed services or they can manage Postgres themselves, but it's some kind of monolithic entity. But if we think about engineering in bigger organizations, usually it's split to, if, if they follow microservices, for example, it's a lot of teams, smaller teams. Even if there is no microservices approach, still there are many teams. And I strongly believe that it's good when organization management found a way to have growing knowledge 
knowledge of databases inside each team. So there are probably few people who are experts, but inside each team, it's good to have junior DBAs and like mid-level DBAs, application DBAs. They don't need to understand details about backups and replication. Monitoring, probably, yes, some part of it, which is related to optimization of queries and some other basics like uh, transaction locking and so on. But I saw people who can optimize SQL, but they don't understand backups at all. And vice versa, I saw very good infrastructure DBAs who even cannot write complex SQL at all, like only very basic. <laughs> so it's like, it's there, there is split here. And I think application DBA is, is like, overall, if we count numbers, I, I believe industry needs more application DBAs and than infrastructure DBAs in general. Yeah, that makes sense. And it makes sense even if we're not talking solely about job titles. So a lot of those SREs, DBREs, a lot of the developers that have to take on DBA responsibilities, the majority of their DBA type work is probably still on the application side, worrying about correct indexing or looking at uh, some dodgy uh, queries that ORM spitting out, that kind of thing. So, And maybe maybe advising team members on, on pull requests. If they have people in their team that don't know as much about databases, maybe giving them feedback or explaining to them a better way of doing something in the database. Right. So uh, let's start probably with how to be a junior infrastructure DBA, right? And then Great. we will discuss how to be junior application DBA. What's where to start? What to do? Like what knowledge should be definitely in skill set or knowledge set, and how to develop skills further. If you start any DBA, but if you start, my first recommendation is just to read documentation. If you print it, it's three thousand pages, if I'm not mistaken. Really. Yeah, I, rem- I remember a funny story. I remember going uh, going to the office of CTO of a very large organization uh, who like who was my became my customer, and his secretary said of SOAP AI, and she said, "Oh, I just printed three thousand pages. Uh, this is this is you." I like, no, no, I just use it <laughs> and suggest people how to use it better. That's it. So that's how I, I know three thousand pages at A4 or letter size format. It's very well structured, of course. And I suggest reading it from the very beginning and just read it, and of course skip some non-relevant parts. But very beginning and a lot of interesting stuff. So documentation is great. It, it's missing a lot of things like use cases, but it's great. It's actually split quite well for this topic. I'm just looking at the table of contents right now. And there's obviously a really good introduction at the beginning. And then it does a whole load on SQL language, which I'd probably consider a bit more on the application DBA. Yeah, as I've said, there are professional DBAs who don't know SQL almost like, so (laughs) it's possible. But then the next whole big section is on server administration. So that feels like a really good place to start for, for the infrastructure DBA side of things. Exactly. Yeah. And slight aside, but the documentation is famously good in Postgres. So, so I know I know not all systems have good documentation, but it is. I found it really approachable when I was first getting to know Postgres. And the other thing that was found surprisingly accessible to, to me when I was new to Postgres was the source code as well. The, not the source code itself, but the comments in the source code. So if you're ever in, interested in what, like why something's a certain 
way or why a certain default is a certain number, that kind of thing. Often there's a there's a really good comment in the source code that will tell you why. Exactly. So don't be scared of that. Definitely, absolutely. And I like I always say the same. And but it's already kind of deeper than junior, maybe. But also like if you go to source code it shouldn't be scared about C and just read the comments. Sometimes comments are in the readme file in some directory or sometimes they are in line. And it's not, it's not just if you want to go deeper, sometimes important concepts are missing in documentation. It happens, for example, heap only tuples, tuples, heap only tuples, right? Currently, hackers, uh, I saw the discussion hackers and it's about to be added to documentation only like or, or just recently added and it will be in Postgres 15. So it's still missing. And I always used link to source code to explain what it is. So source code, it, it augments documentation. Yeah. By the way, I looked it up and both tuples and tuples are very much acceptable. Okay. So it's, okay. it's good news. Problem solved. We discussed it like yeah. of, uh, three weeks ago or two. Right. Something like that. But don't expect good how-tos in documentation or in, in source code. This is what is missing there. And for that, you need books, like video courses maybe, or articles, blog posts. There are many, many very good materials around. Planet PostgreSQL.org yeah. will show some of them. How-tos usually are there. Unfortunately, Postgres documentation doesn't have how-tos. Almost, like step-by-step step and so on. Otherwise, it would be 10,000 pages. Exactly. But yeah, the other thing I'd say is, it, I think it's acceptable and okay as a junior DBA to only know one way of doing something. So make sure you know like the, the basics and how, how the default is in Postgres and a way of solving a problem. And maybe like, don't worry about there's 20 different backup tools. Make sure you make sure you know and can use one of the better ones or you understand the basics of, of one of them. I wouldn't worry too much about there's There's so much depth in each of these topic areas that you could go into. I'd recommend more getting a breadth of the tasks and being able to solve each one a little bit instead of, or how would you, how do you say? Well, it depends on personality. Some people like they read documentation. It's like a, a book, uh, which educates you, explains the concepts, shows, shows some examples and so on. But some people just need, uh, like modern time uh, we live in, a Stack Overflow approach is very popular. And sometimes people just need step-by-step -step recipes. And this is probably bad because if you skip reading books, it's bad. But if you already read the book and just need a few examples how to do something in step-by-step, it's a good thing. I, I'm not saying that the documentation doesn't have examples, but it's structured in a way to explain things, to teach, not to show how to perform basic things or more advanced things. So topics that infrastructure DBA should know, of course, MVCC, and I can recommend materials from Bruce Momjan, of course, right? We can we will provide some links. Bruce always has perfect presentations, especially explaining basics. Also, Backups, replication, monitoring, transaction processing, right? What else? Upgrades, minor upgrades, major upgrades. Upgrades. Extensions. Maybe right. awareness of operating system and how the operating system and the database interact. Oh, well, in general, a good DBA, infrastructure DBA, should be a good expert in Linux. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, file systems and clouds, if it's a cloud environment, most of cases currently are cloud environments. So of course, these areas should be covered with certain depth. 
And actually, also, we discussed before our episode that sometimes people manage multiple database systems. I feel very rare, like successful stories like that, it's quite, it's quite rare. Database system is a very, very advanced system. It's very deep, advanced. And I saw ideas, let's, like we have a bunch of experts in Oracle, for example, let, let teach them all in Postgres. Our organization has them both. So they will be experts in both. It's very difficult to follow both areas. I don't have time to catch up. For example, when I'm in America, I wake up a lot of European guys posted so many great materials about Postgres. I want to read them all, but I don't have time, right? And if you put Oracle on Pred or SQL Server, you don't, just don't have time to, to develop yourself. So my point is that you should be a good expert in just one system. Of course, it's possible to be polyglot. It's possible. But you won't be very deep eventually. And, and I guess the important point for juniors is that it's totally okay to only know one. And Postgres is a really good choice. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But it shouldn't worry you. If you're considering a junior role and you only have experience in one database management system, it's okay to learn one. There will be good jobs out there for you. Right, right. But you should be not expert, but you should know some languages additionally. Because sometimes you need to code something. And also, if your colleagues use some languages, you will need to understand how some libraries or, or RMs, various middleware things work. Right. This feels like a really good time to switch over. I feel like exactly. we've talked about infrastructure a little bit. So we, let, yeah, let's switch over to application. Before we do that, just let, let's uh, let's mention quite good books, both yep. available online. If you go, if you want to go deeper, of course you need to understand internals because internals is how things work in, from inside. If, if you understand them, you can explain many things that that it's a, which, which impossible explain if you don't go inside. And the first is internals online from Suzuki, right? I, I don't, sorry, I don't remember name. We'll get it. I'll get it in the, the link. In the- Suzuki was definitely, so, sorry about name, but second one recently published from Igor uh, Rogov and it was translated from Russian. It's a very good book. It's missing many parts, of course, but the parts it has covered very well. It's, for example, indexes, how indexes work, various types of indexes. So I, I recommend both. Yeah, you were right, by the way. Hironobu Suzuki. Sorry, I forgot the first name. Apologies. Right. These two books will give you very, very far horizon for development to be a more advanced DBA. Actually, infrastructure first, but also application, because if you want to understand how various parts working, you need to go into internals if, you, if you're an application DBA. Yeah, 100%. Both of them are excellent and go quite deep but they're also written in a simple like they're written simply and it's i found it able to follow topics that i didn't know about at all and learn about them so i think they're both excellently written yeah yeah it looks like they are very different but but i enjoy reading them both and i do it uh, all the time i return to specific topics i use them as a reference uh, to understand specific like to to recall something or to understand something which i didn't understand before and so on like all the time this is for more advanced DBA. Two must have resources this time, in addition to documentation and source code, of course. Of course. Yeah. Oh, and finally, for simple things, how, how tos, I, I criticize documentation in terms of how tos. There are many blog posts, but of course, let's mention one of them. This is Cybertech. And their posts are always brief, problem oriented, and I enjoy reading them as well. They like let's take this problem and attack it and also they explain things but they show how to do something right yeah true i like them as well and I, I think they include some uh, comics as well at the start especially right. i think it's lawrence who does but 
The other thing I was going to say was there's a blog aggregation site called Planet Postgres that not everybody seems to be aware of. And that's a great resource. The Cybertech blog gets syndicated to it, as do maybe 20, 30, 40 others that get released regularly. So that's a great place to, if you want to start seeing what people are writing about at the moment. But of course, if you want to know a bit more about a topic, you can just search it and often one of those good blog posts will be surfaced right near the top. Yep. Okay, a- application DBA, where to start? Right, so what would be expected, let's say, if you've started as a developer or a data analyst or something like that, and you've been taking on more and more database-type tasks, you've, you've become maybe a little bit of the expert in your team when it comes to database things, but if you look at what a DBA is expected to do, maybe that's quite intimidating and you feel like you've got a lot to learn. Where should you start? Or, or can I apply for a junior DBA uh, application DBA role today and then learn those things as I as I work? Or, or what should I be doing in advance? I think the number one step is to learn SQL and learn modern SQL. It can be not very advanced, but it should be modern, not to be like from SQL 92 standard. And a good good place to learn it, for example, it's modernsql.com from Marcus Winnen, right? Yeah. So also use the index look. These two websites are very, like, they are great, very great places to, of, of course, basics can be learned from anywhere, like from Postgres documentation, from books, courses it's it's not a big deal but these two resources will give you some good momentum towards modern sql and a little bit more advanced sql and you understand how much you can do and of course application dba should know sql very well yeah and i think that's a really good point even if you flick through modern sql and just make sure you don't have any blind spots maybe you've already got really advanced on sql through your through your development role or, or different role you have but maybe you you just haven't had a need for window functions yet or so there's like maybe there's like one or two topics that you haven't had to learn yet it's just not been necessary but brushing up on those or learning about those and then maybe trying it out a little bit that could be really helpful i was going to mention one more book which is the art of postgres i think that would be a really good uh, application and since we started to talk about application DBA, you already mentioned Haki Benita, and yeah. he has beautiful posts, of course. And some of posts are structured in a way like items, one, two, three, four, and so on. It's very good. Like I found them very, very... They also will educate you and let you know something new all the time. And of course, like let's, let's do some buzzwords. You mentioned window functions, CT, so with recursive CT, lateral. What else? If you're there are things which are standard. These things are standard. But there are things which Postgres has probably for many, many years, which also worth learning. For example, how to work with arrays. Arrays are there all the time. Or, or we mentioned in some of previous episodes, row type or record type, row type, basically. So how to wrap and unwrap these things. Many, many functions Postgres has, regular expressions and so on. JSON B, like there's so many, oh, there's so many cool language inside language because JSON B is already in standard, and not JSON B in standard. JSON support is in modern SQL standard, so it's like language inside language, or they are interconnected, of course. And of course, this is a huge area worth learning. But even to get the basics, you know, even to to have a look at where in the documentation can I look up which functions there are, or you know what. What could it be used for? I think there was, you mentioned Cybertech already. I think they did a really good blog post on when is it appropriate? When 
why do we have JSONB support? When is it a perfect use case? When is it a terrible use case? That's the kind of thing an application DBA should be helping their team with in terms of if they if they decide to just have an ID column and then a JSONB column, they want to throw the entire schema in there. Maybe it's the application DBA that should be pushing back and saying, that's not the best idea. Or, you know, here's, or maybe if they, they do the opposite and they want a super wide table with loads of columns that are going to be mostly nulls, maybe that could be, you know, knowing when these things are appropriate yeah. feels like the, the job of the application DBA, even a junior one, maybe. Yeah, this is a good point. Uh, so to start to, to do something, I always use Google. And it's so good that recently it was fixed and we see uh, the latest uh, major version in the search result page. But since you say like how to choose something, here we already start to discuss very important skill to make experiments. Yeah. Like it's so important to learn from very beginning. Instead of asking how to do something or, or like why it's not working, it's good if people ask not like show me how to do like, but show me how to reproduce something and compare and choose. Instead of asking what is better, JSON or pure relational approach, normalized to voice code a normal form, B, B and BCNF, right? Or, or like third normal form at least and yeah. so on. Instead of that, you just, you, you need to ask people help me to conduct proper experiment so i i will be able in future to compare myself and you know my approach like for for infrastructure dba we need multi session experiments so we should be alone on the machine but for application debates it's totally fine to be to share uh, one machine among multiple people and focus on uh, IO operations, mostly not on timing when you opti optimize queries. And you can uh, conduct experiments and see results uh, even if you have one connection. You don't need PG bench. You don't need benchmarking approaches at all. You just need to design two schemas, to write queries, to compare plans, to compare how many IO operations in both. And this is basic recipe people always use and I'm always using. That's a really good point, actually. I would include a lot of performance stuff in application DBA world. So in terms of knowing, maybe you want to learn, even if it's a junior, maybe you want to learn, of course, about B-tree indexes, but maybe you also want to learn about the two or three most common types and when they're appropriate, as well as performance optimization work in general, being able to help people when and why their query might be slow. Right. Well, since I work in this area, in the area of scaling the process of how teams approach a SQL optimization, I see like how you can grow and you can grow your team. I, I think everyone should be expert in SQL performance, but I see that 90% of people don't care. They just, they just want to ship their features and to be good enough, right? So not, not to fail at, at release time. But since like if you, if, Application DBAs, of course, should be performance experts, not huge experts, but some kind of experts. And they should care about performance and they should protect the application from poor performance. They should care about it. And it's good if you like know how to conduct experiments. And if it's also good if you start using experiments in some kind of workflow constantly in the process. And it's good when also you ask others to conduct experiments, if, even if they cannot understand all the details, but you have some workflow in your team and the artifacts are collected. So you can be in application DBA, you can analyze them and suggest if it's good or not good or how to optimize. 
right? And there are many, many resources here. I think we like out of time to cover all of them. But of course, explain tools are great examples here. Explain Depeche, explain Dalibo, PG Mastered, of course. And these tools will, of course, you should have them and use them to see, to read plans and so on. Yeah, exactly. Find one you like and get good at using it to solve problems. Actually, I remembered one last thing on the infrastructure side that I forgot that well, we I don't think we mentioned was the maintenance side of things. Maybe that's both of these roles. Maintenance, you mean fighting with bloat, rebuilding indexes or, or? And rebuilding indexes. Yeah. So it's, I guess, is that, are they the only maintenance tasks? Well, minor upgrades, major, well, major upgrades, it's already huge task still, but minor upgrades can be considered as a, as maintenance task, yeah. task source. Some switchovers when we move to some newer hardware, for example, and so on. Yeah. Awesome. Was there? We can we can add add, 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 add a lot. We, I I feel we didn't cover well application DBA because we like performance topic is huge. Uh, for example, I mentioned regular expressions, but if you use them blindly, when you grow to a billion rows, you won't be able to use them because of lack of some index support. Then you will find Postgres three grams. Then you will find some ways to improve this area. But it's huge. Like you need to deal with many extensions. You need to understand partitioning. And and so on and so on and so on. Well, but for a jun- let's say for a junior person coming from a development background type thing, I think they'll have a lot of those things, the basics of them already. So it might be a wider topic if you were to go from, let's say, straight out of a school or straight out of college into that role, there would be a lot to learn. But if you're coming from a different profession, I think there a lot of those skills, you might already have some experience with them. And maybe it's an easier role to transition yeah. into from a different one. And then the, the other point I wanted to make around that before we finish was that the role could be quite different at different stages of company. And depending on how you learn best, it might be that you'd, you'd be much better off in one of these than the others. But it's definitely worth considering, you know, if, if you love being chucked in at the deep end and you love dealing with problems by facing them head on, maybe a startup where they're scaling very quickly is a great place to learn. And maybe getting a developer yeah. role and putting your hand up when there are database problems that's a great way of learning if that's where you thrive. But if that is terrifying to you, and I, I would totally empathize, then maybe you're going to be better off joining a much bigger company or much more like maybe steady, stable company that's uh, smaller, where you can learn from somebody who's already been doing it and you, you've got time to experiment and you've got time to learn these skills when it's not an emergency and maybe ha- have some help when there is an emergency. And there's a few of you to be able to jump on the problem together, that kind of thing. The other third category that I hadn't really thought much about, but is really common in the Postgres world, is the consultancy space. There's a lot of people hire DBAs or, or outsource some of this work. So there are lots of consultancies that are hiring for DBA roles. And I, I imagine that'd be a great place. Maybe I'm not sure they hire many juniors, but maybe once you've got those basic skills, or maybe some of them do hire juniors, and you can those those are the places where you can learn from real like deep experts, and that might be where you'd thrive as well. Yeah, and uh, there are experts in specific topics, of course. So I agree, and it's it's a good idea to to depending on the company size, it's a good idea to hire consultants for short term or maybe for long term if you need to grow expertise internally constantly. Of course, consultants will help them to grow all the time. It's a good good approach. But maybe last recommendation from from me: don't like we we discussed this split between infrastructure and application DBA. But if you chose one side, don't underestimate the other side. For example, if you came 
from that data analytics area to application DBA. And don't, if you don't care about infrastructure at all, you don't, you just, you just want to learn SQL to understand, explain, to understand some indexes, of course, some extensions. Good. But if you, if you never read about MVCC, about how replication works, you will be very, very surprised when you see that each time you update, not changing anything, new raw version, new tuple is created. Or, for example, a long-running query on a standby node somehow affects the primary node and the performance degrades. This will be a big surprise to you and only understanding internals and the, the other side of this big area, which, which we called DBA will help you to know what to do next, how to deal with it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Nikolai. I think that's a good, hopefully that's a good overview. Thanks again for the request to cover this. I'll, I'll make sure to post this up as a reply. With all the links. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I feel like we're giving people long reading lists, but it's worth it. So yeah, Thanks everyone for joining us again. Keep the requests and suggestions coming. Subscribe, like, and share in your social networks and groups. Yeah, we really appreciate everybody that's done that so far. It helps us a lot. It helps us get more and better suggestions as well. So we appreciate it. Feedback drives us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye.